Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird hey Susie. Wait till you hear about my week from hell. What's up today? Oh, man. Welcome to episode 358 of the Groom Pod, recorded on December 11th, 2022 in Snohomish, Washington and Tucson, Arizona. This podcast is brought to you by our kind sponsors, Best Shot, Show Season, Evolution Shears, Groomore, and Stazco. And if you guys would like to support this podcast, you can do so at our website, thegroompod.com, where you'll find our Patreon and our donation button. And we got a donation from Gene. Tucker, Barbara, she is the coolest and she does this every year because I wreck, oh, it's Jean. I think it's Jean. Anyway, Jean, Jeannie, you're Jeannie in my head because you just are the coolest. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. So this week we're going to talk about tips for when you get behind and generally just talk about our week because it is busy for me and I'm exhausted and I just didn't prepare much of a show. So there you go. (laughs) This week, What's New is brought to you by Groomore Software. If you haven't found Groomore, you're missing out. Groomore is an all-in-one software solution for your grooming business. Whether you are a solo mobile groomer or manage several shops, Groomore has everything you need. 24-hour online booking and forms, routing, credit card processing, reminders, Google Calendar and QuickBooks integration, and so much more. And the best customer service anywhere. Shop mobile or house call, Groomore has you covered. And they're giving us a free month. Just enter GroomPod22 in the coupon code. Okay, Barbara, I'm ready. Tell me about your week. Well, let me tell you about this. I had a week from hell with a theme. Oh. (laughs) The theme was water. Oh, water. Hey, that's, yeah, that's a good theme. It is a theme. So the week started out bad with two days of solid rain here in Tucson, Arizona. That rarely happens. You know, we have rain that passes through and, you know, it's usually over with. Uh, within an hour or two hours, but they have two whole days of just like constant raining, some hard, some not so hard, but just never much of a break. My roof was leaking like a sieve. Uh-oh. And new places it was leaking, buckets overflowing, leaking. It was bad. I lost my, uh, well, all of my nail wrap tools and and things were in a plastic bin and it got flooded because the drip pattern in the back here is growing. (laughs) 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 Oh shit. So that was just like so depressing. Plus I broke two fingernails. Now 
I know that doesn't mean anything to a person like yourself who doesn't give a crap about fingernails, but those who know me know that I kind of take pride in my hands and my fingernails, I decorate them. My mother was very passionate about her fingernails. They weren't always long. She ended up having fake nails at the end, but I understand it, so I'm compassionate. Yeah, it's an identity thing, you know, and and especially as you get older and uglier, you, you it's harder to find parts of your body <laughs> that you feel good about. Well, I feel good about my hands, except that in opening the damn cat food cans, oh, the pop top cat food cans, both middle fingers of both hands. Uh, crumbled off the tips just when I had them all ready for the holiday. My nails were all perfect. I was using the Christmas nail wraps, you know, a happy moment. And then, <laughs> but, uh, you know, not so happy. So that was just a little blow that happened. That was outside the theme. The next water thing that happened was on Wednesday at the shop my bathing beauty gave out. No! Yes. It was so awful. I mean, I'm just like merrily at home doing my little early morning thing before I go to the shop and I get a text from Dave. The pump isn't pumping anymore. You know, it keeps turning off. So I said, oh, shit. I went down there and... uh yeah, he's right. It just kept, uh, a- actually, this was on Monday, and it kept just snapping the switch off. Like you had a short? Yeah. You know, like he had already tried a few things. I tried different outlets. I tried, you know, this and that, and it, it just was bad. So the next day I went down in the late afternoon, and I tried again to get the thing to work. I would put water in the tub and put the pump in there and try to work with it. And then I remembered that I had another pump in the back somewhere because I had had a bathing beauty returned to me when I was selling them and I had kept it instead of uh, trying to get Hamby to deal with it. And there was a good pump, but the person had just, it was covered with straw and dirt. And I mean, they had just abused the pump and then sent it back. It was kind of one of those bad customer moments. I found the pump. I had to unpack stuff and move stuff around to get to it. I found it. I put it in the tumble. It was dead. And then I remembered that we had already used that pump. (laughs) This was the old pump from like 15 years ago. It was really dead. And it just wasn't going. And so I said, oh, shit, I just got to go. Got to run home. I got to get on the computer and find a pump because I'll never get one from Hanvey quickly in at this time of the year. And uh, I just have to have something. So I ran home. I got on the computer and I got lucky, you know. And, and fortunately, I've been around the block with pumps and stuff. So I kind of knew what to look for. I wanted to find something that was the same configuration but the pumps that were the same configuration either had a float attached to it which isn't gonna work right 
and the way that we use the pump, or had too big of an intake holes that hair would have gotten right up in it. And I had to find something that would would work down to like a half an inch or so, right? Mm-hmm. So that was another thing that a lot of the cheaper pumps would just like turn off. You would have had to fill the tub with water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So I finally found one that I thought was good. And you know what? $56. Hey, that's not bad. And then I found an air switch. It took me longer to think of what the proper term was <laughs> for that button. I know what that's like. You know, <laughs> it took me longer to think of the proper term than it did to find it. But I found an air switch button for the floor that piggybacks to the socket. Perfect. You know, and then I've got a GFCI single socket and I can put it in there and then the air pump and then the pump. And so hopefully that's going to work. The trick is that it's maybe a smaller pump, maybe not not weighted. Handy weights the pump so that it's going to stay stable standing up in the tub and this has no guarantee of that and the spout or the part where you attach the hose is right up at the top of the pump so that's different than the balance and the configuration of the bathing booty fingers crossed everybody so in the meantime i became a frother Oh, so yeah. So here, this starts back. Actually, I had an experience with the frothing and was set up to froth before this accident happened. The story is that I have a little border terrier that I've been hand stripping for a number of years that suddenly didn't regrow coat. I mean, the dog went bald. Hmm. And it didn't seem to have anything to do with the grooming. It was unrelated. The owner thought he had done it by using a Furminator tool too aggressively. Right. But he didn't do that. (laughs) There was something systemic going on inside the dog that he wasn't growing hair. And they did a bunch of tests on him. It wasn't his thyroid. It wasn't Cushing's. They have never found the diagnosis. He's just like alopecia X. He's grown hair now. Good. But it's vellus hair. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like vellus hair is like infant's hair. It's this soft, silvery. Like downy, fluffy. Like down. It's even softer than undercoat hair. Baby it's like baby hair. Okay. And except that it's longer, and so I could trim it. The only place he has regular hair, he has regular hair around his head. So finally grew enough hairs that they wanted him groomed. And I, when I had him groomed, I said, why don't we try to stimulate some hair growth and let me try some things. 
months. Let me try to develop a protocol. And if you bring him in every three weeks, we'll see if we can't urge the the hair to grow and, and get the skin real happy. So maybe it'll want to produce hair follicles. And they agreed. So I made up a protocol and I'm actually using an Yves Saint Bernard product, which is kind of amazing because I'm very critical of that company. But I know they have some special items and their mineral red shampoo is one of them. I've heard of that. You know, I happen to have some on hand because a customer of Dave's brought some to use on their bearded collie. But, you know, a four ounce bottle of shampoo, which costs $30, is going to last you how long on a bearded collie, full grown? <laughs> you know, so he used the protocol a couple of times and he wasn't happy with the results in the bearded collie. So we just kind of put it in the corner. And I said, oh, I can use that on this terrier. It's just right. And I'll froth it so that I can use a tablespoon of shampoo for the whole dog. And I can get three or four shampoos out of what's left of that product. And then I teamed it up with a Botanica. Remember Botanica? No. <laughs> yeah, we reviewed some things. I got the Botanica conditioner, which has got an algae uh, ingredient in there that fascinated me. And I thought it, that it might just be, I mean, I just intuitively said, I want to try this combination. So we frothed them both. I taught Yvonne how to use our egg beater frother, and she didn't object. And so we were all prepared to froth when the bathing beauty broke. And so what I did discover is that different shampoos froth differently. That makes sense. Like, for example, the show season bright, which is one of my basic everyday shampoos it didn't hold the foam oh hey you know what though that's what? part of what i like about it is it doesn't have a bunch of foam when i'm using it in the recirculating bathing system the frothing you want it all mixed up into this egg white sort of stuff that you can then spread over the body you know but nonetheless it worked and we kind of, we stumbled through the week and our first dog that we had to, because the bathing beauty was broken on Wednesday and I didn't order a new pump until Thursday, Friday, we still didn't have anything going. And our first dog was a hundred pound old bearded collie in full coat. Oh boy. Yvonne was just like freaking out. So I went down and bathed her because... Yvonne has worked for me for 10 years and she had to hand bathe. <laughs> Certainly not a big dog. We did my Maltese and some products to test them, but that was just an experiment. We haven't done anything like Katie. And um, I elected, because the dog is an every two week groom, not to bathe her whole coat, but to bathe her legs her face in front and her tail. And then I just 
spray-in conditioner. I didn't use conditioner in the tub. I wanted to get her out of the tub and I used spray-in conditioner. I used the mix and I used Best Shot Dirty finishing spray, which I just recently got as a, a sample to try. And you know what? I thought those two worked pretty comparably. Yeah. But she was matted as usual, but she brushed out just fine. It just was a little unusual to not wet clean the whole top of her coat. And Yvonne was a little uncomfortable with that and not not she was saying well she's going to be such a mess in two weeks we'll see i don't think so i don't think so either that was how we got through that but the worst part susie i don't like to complain about the aging process but i want to tell you i did the most stupid thing the most fucked thing oh i mean i I am apparently competing for Fuck Up of the Year Award 2022 because when I was there Thursday night trying out the different pumps, trying to find a pump that worked, I left the shop with the plug in the tub and a leaky hose. Oh. And how did it flood? I mean, it flooded the whole tub, overflowed and flooded the whole back of the shop. Oh, dear. Under the pads that I have on the floor, the bathroom was a mess. Yvonne walked into that on Friday morning. Uh-oh. And that I, bet she, I bet that filled her with Christmas cheer. <laughs> I was that ever spirited. She was so pissed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. And I was just okay, I'm I'm done. I'm ready for rest home. You're going to Shady Pines. <laughs> just take me now. <laughs> I'm done. I was just so shameful. Like what a major proprietor screw up. You know, it wasn't you couldn't blame an employee. It was me. Yep. <laughs> you know. Well, I bet your floor hasn't been that clean for a while. Well, it needed it. Yeah, it's good. You had to pull up the the giant fatigue mat with holes in it. Oh, I hate those. The dish mats. Rubber mat. That was all a mess. She had to drag that out of the shop. Oh, I bet that was a sight. Half, half the flooring was out on the front of the shop trying to dry out in the sun. And she had to mop and mop and mop. Oh, gosh. Well, she earned her money this week. Yeah, but I had to hear about that. <laughs> and I had, to, I had to hear about it over and over and over <laughs> about how hard that was. You know, like, I just felt like such an idiot. You know, like it's so hard to get old and fuck up all the time. These things happen though. Oh, oh my. So Dave writes me and he says, uh, just go home and have a glass of wine and forget it. <laughs> That's nice. Well, it's my lifestyle. Yes. I don't know, Susan. 
I think I'm getting closer to closer and closer to the rest home. Can't believe I'm so inept. Ah, these things happen. Okay, well, this completely explains why you blew off my question immediately after sending me a text. (laughs) So every now and again, Barbara will text me and I'll be there when the text comes in so I might be able to have a back and forth. And I was headed to my standard poodle and I thought... I'm so tired, and I know I had the Bichon to do after the standard poodle, and it was already like four in the afternoon. And I thought, maybe I'll just shave this dog down first because it's going from like in the orange grow-out length down to a five all over. So I uh, do I do it this way? Do I shave it first before I bathe it? And is that going to make it dry that much faster considering she already has no hair? So I'm waiting, I'm waiting for Barbara to answer me. She ghosted me. (laughs) ghosted you. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay because I had already made the decision to wash the dog because it just didn't seem like there was enough hair that it would make enough difference in my drying time. You know, it makes a difference if it's like three months. Then the trade-off between the time it takes you to do the clipper work before the bath and the time it takes you to dry the coat is more of a balance. But when it's just like six weeks of growth, it's not that much savings in time and you rarely comes out satisfactory after the bath, especially on a curly coated dog like a poodle where it's going to straighten the hair as you dry it and you'll have some unevenness of length and have kind of have to go over the the thing with the blade again. So I have to do her face when she's on the ground because if I try to do her face when she's either in the bathtub or on my table, she's too tall for me. She's a big standard. Oh boy. <laughs> and she's decided that it's really fun cuz she's just a teenager now, just getting in those teenage mischievous years. Years. Let's hope it's not years. Months. <laughs> Where I put her feet up on the table because she's getting to be a little heavy or on the edge of the tub. And the minute I go to reach her butt, she pulls her feet down. And then she licks my face and she laughs and she spins around. And I'm like, no, put your feet up. I've got to get you in the bathtub. So I did her face on the ground. That's like the horse moving away from the fence before you can jump on its back. Exactly the same thing. (laughs) It's funny, but then she loves me. You know, then she just showers me with loves and kisses. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is funny. I have to not get upset. I just have to realize these are the teenage months, be them six months or 16 months. This is going to happen for a little while. She's just going to have this mischievous little trait about her. I finish cutting her, then I have to put her back on the ground in my wet trailer. Somehow, I try to dry the floor with my HV dryer, put her back on the ground to do the top knot from the top because I just can't get it right if I'm not above her looking down. I get this fat sides of the heads or fat side of the neck thing. So I get her finished. I get a really decent, I left a little bit more on top than usual because mom's an emergency and relief vet and she likes the dog to be super easy maintenance and is normally happy with me buzzing her off like that. So I open the door and her husband comes up and he says, Teresa forgot to tell you she wanted the legs fluffy. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> 
I can't do anything about that now unless you get the glue and we stick the hair back on because it's gone. <laughs> and I felt horrible because she didn't send me the text message. She verbally reminded him to remind me and then he didn't remind me. So a little chain of events there causing the dog to be naked for Christmas, but it's fine. She's a good person and she doesn't mind me struggling with her standard poodle haircut. <laughs> and she does an easy haircut for me anyway. But uh, the whole time I'm thinking... Dang, I could have had Barbara help me with this head, but did she call back? No. No, <laughs> she ghosted me. That's okay. It's all good. It's all fun. Well, you know, I, I wanted to throw in one good thing. Okay. That happened to me this week. I fell in love with a dog. Well, that's always good. Yeah. So this is a corgi. So here's the deal. This man came in and his mother was my customer 30 years ago with two schnauzers. I love that. And he moved back to town, and where did he come for grooming? To me. But the bad news was that he had a Rottweiler and a Corgi, and I can't do the Rottweiler. It's just over my weight limit anymore. We do the 100-pound bearded collie because she's been coming for you are frozen. Yeah, you you're are, back. You are, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I welcomed him back. I was so really happy to see him and remembered and all of that, you know, and scheduled him to bring his dogs in for Dave to groom. But I was a little disappointed that I couldn't serve him personally. Well, then Dave got another part-time job this week, and he asked to change his day that he grooms solo for me from Monday to Thursday. So I called Rick to see if he could move the dogs to Thursday, and he couldn't. He said, but only the corgi really needs it. Oh. And I said, well, good, I can do the corgi. So he brought the dog in, and I instantly fell in love with it. First of all, it's black and white. Oh. with perfect markings. So cute. And her name is Margo. I like it. Which is also adorable. And so she's black and white, except she's tan on her ass. <laughs> you know, the whole little back side of her. And what he wanted the most was for her to be trimmed down back there in a way that looked pleasant, but didn't catch poop. Right. So I used my thinning scissors and I just, oh, I did it really nicely. And I made a nice outline where the black meant the beige. And the dog was just like happy and smiling and just a little wiggly when you tried to pick her up. I love corgis. Really cooperative and a beautiful coat. And um, I enjoyed the de shedding process. You know, I enjoyed going in there after Yvonne had thought she had done it completely. I went in there with my little cat comb and I went in there with a Furminator type. I have a cat Furminator that's a small Furminator that I can handle real easily. And I really got a whole lot more out. And she just was kissing on me and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm sucker for that kind of shit. And so I said to him, I know you like to bring your dogs in together, but 
I want to be Margot's groomer. <laughs> I don't want Dave to groom her. I want to be Margot's groomer. And he said, oh, sure, we'll just split them up. Yay! Yes. <laughs> it's good that because I love the dog, it's also good for me because I now I have a double-coated dog that I can use products on instead of, you know, just guessing about them. So that was a real positive in my week from hell. It's what saved the week, really. I think of all dog butts. I know you like dog Bichon butts. I like Corgi butts. I think Corgi butts are my favorite, but they have to be trimmed up so that you've got the perfect little heart back there and their little tail and just they get that whole back end wiggling. I love that. I love it. She doesn't have much of a tail. I really had to kind of cut it down to make it be uh, the right shape. But he was real pleased with the job. He tipped me. And he said that he admitted that he had gone to PetSmart. And he was real unhappy because of how they added on everything. They gave him a price. And then when he said he wanted the butt trimmed, they said, oh, that's going to be more. Wow. Well, because they have bathers that only bathe. And then, so this is stylist time, you know, and that's more, it's another person and it's another expense. He was just a little put off by that. Of course, I just gave him a full price. I only charge him $60. I think I kind of did myself a dirty deed there. I should have gotten 65 or 70 for him, but we'll fix that next year. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. I have a young corgi. She's about a year old. I'm going to see her this week. I'm excited. Ah, she's adorable, and her name is Clementine. I'm going to get us a picture of Margot. Her markings, it just looks like they're just, I, you know, I'm a sucker for black and white dogs. I just am. I like a theme myself. <laughs> so where are we? Let's move on. Okay, let's take a break, and we'll be right back to talk about what happens when you're running behind? You freak out. Let me tell you about Best Shot's newest addition to the Ultramax Pro line. Ultramax Hair Hold is a flexible hairspray that can be layered on for a stronger hold. Ultramax Hair Hold Spray is great, but my favorite new product is called the Max, and I won't groom without it. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It reduces drying time and handles undercoat and tangles like magic. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor or learn more online at bestshotpet.com. Grooming success begins with Best Shot in your tub. Made from the best stuff on earth. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. So, Susie, did you see what I wrote on the Facebook group about uh, the, the question that Erica Price asked to compare Best Shot Max and Artero Mix? Yes, I did. I did see that. And if you guys haven't seen it, head over to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash the groom pod and check it out. It's a really good follow-up to our last uh, podcast where I talk about the mix and uh, our tarot Matt X. And I did a really good breakdown of the ingredients 
of the mix. And I was kind of sorry when I got in the middle of it because ay, 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 that product is so sophisticated and uh, so complex. But um, I think I did a really good job of breaking it down and and then discussing the two of them. And I'd like to have everybody read it. I'm going to probably cross post that onto the shampoos group too, because there's a lot of people over there that want to know that kind of stuff and it might bring them into our uh, listener group. That would be good. We're always looking for listeners. Hey, as a matter of fact, you guys, if you tell your friends about the podcast, that would make us very, very happy. So at this time of the year, I often, no, let me, let me rephrase that. I'm always late. I'm late, but I cultivate a client base that is perfectly happy with me being late. And if they need me to be on time, they usually let me know. But I remember being in a shop at Christmas time. It was one of the most uncomfortable feelings as the day marches on and you get later and later and later, and you don't know how to stop the snowball from rolling down the hill. So I thought maybe we'd take a few minutes, just kind of talk about some of our personal tips on that subject. And my first tip, I'll go first, is call the owner. Call the owner or owners or cancel the next dog that's going home. Whoever's next to pick up, call them and hold them off or cancel. In my case, as a mobile groomer, if I've got four stops and I am late after my second stop, I'll move the third dog and be on time to the fourth dog rather than pushing them both out and making two unhappy people. So communication, communicate with the owners. What do you, what, what do you say about that? I agree. I agree. That's, a, that's what I do too. I remember a lot of that stress for the holidays and not, and not even the holidays of just like poor time management, poor scheduling, you know, I would schedule myself too much. And it's just this dreadful feeling of impending doom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this dreadful feeling of impending doom. So right, so now I call right away and I, I call or I text and say, can we please pick up the dogs at 1230 instead of 12? I do like that and just try to give myself a little time. And most often it works. And when the other thing to do is to flash groom. Oh, what's, what do you mean by that? Well, flash groom is when you do a quickie all over. You see, there's kind of two ways to groom. You can start grooming them leg by leg or part by part and get each part perfect. Or you can do a rough out and spend the time on the face and get the butt and send them out like that and hope for the best. That's a flash groom. Okay. Basically not perfectly finished all over. I mean, we used to do that a lot. We used to plan for bath and tidies around Christmas time instead of full finished grooms. I do that. This is at the kennel where I learned how to groom. We would do a really good groom for Thanksgiving and then a bath and tidy for Christmas and we'd get through it all and we could do more dogs just before Christmas by 
not spending so much time seeking perfection. You know, seeking perfection can just soak up your time. And that's usually what, so what are the things that happen? Dogs misbehave and you can't do them efficiently or you seek perfection and you spend too much time finishing scissoring. Right. You know, getting the head right, all of that kind of stuff. So you just kind of like give yourself permission to go fast. <laughs> and, you know, you had to learn to do that in the tub. Right. It, didn't you have to learn to go fast in the tub? Yes. I did. And, I, and every bather I've ever had, I've had to push them over the edge. I can remember one girl just crying at the tub because I wanted her to speed it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You said something really interesting that I hadn't thought about when I wrote this up, and that is having someone else do your schedule. And you get in there in the morning and you see that it's almost unworkable and you start panicking right off the bat and you try to come up with a plan, but no plan can ever quite catch up on your time. That's a really good time to look at that schedule. And if you know your clients, because that's another part of it, you know who in there you can move around or have come later or maybe completely reschedule to try to give yourself a way to get through the day that you could already see is going to be a nightmare. I try to do that like the day before or two days before. That's the other thing, prevention. Prevention of train wrecks in the shop. So I look at my schedule and I say, what was I thinking when I set this up? You know, and then I look and say, who's flexible and who's not? You gotta know which customers are easygoing and flexible with their schedule. And I have other customers that it's a BFD to change their day in any way. <laughs> you know but, what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're rigid. They're rigid. Doesn't make them bad people. Doesn't make them bad customers. It just makes them not flexible. So leave those guys alone and you look for that almost your friend customer and say, uh, I've scheduled a day from hell for myself. Can we look and see where else I might groom Elsie? And I think <laughs> you know? most people are happy to then not have to bring the dog in and have the dog be there all day or have you run behind and have to call them halfway through and say, oh, it's going to be later or come way at the end of the day. I think people appreciate the honesty. And I'll even go farther and as long as I know the people really well, tell me exactly what's going on. I can do it. I'm overwhelmed. It won't be my best grooming. If you want, uh, if you want to help me out, we could move to another time or if it works for you. I love that. That is one of my favorite gifts that you've given me. Does this work for you? So I always give them the option to say it doesn't work for them. Right. I always give them the option to say it doesn't work for me. And I say, that's fine. Thanks for considering it. I'll find someone else that can move. And you just move right on and no hard feelings. And go on about your holiday. <laughs> right. So if you're just running a little bit late, you can just call on the spot and say, I, I just text, I'm running late. Please pick up at what you call it time. 
RSVP if this doesn't work for you. I'm always late, but it's usually within like a half an hour of the appointment time I've set. And if I think I'm going to be later than that getting to a house, I'll text. And people do appreciate that. I'll usually end up still going to that last appointment at 830 at night like I did the other day. Oh, it's brutal. Uh, but I only have that one day. The rest of my reschedules have been primarily geographically inconvenient. So I have to put somebody in that's at two opposite ends of my work area. And that is how I manage. Rather than go in and recreate days when people have had these appointments for a month and a half, you know, and then go in and change their holiday appointment because it's better for my routing. I'll just bite the bullet and drive the distance. And so I have a bunch of those days coming up from the reschedule from the snow. I actually like driving, so it's all good. I'm going to make it through. It's going to be over in nothing flat. And we're going to be out on the other side, breathing and working on Beyond Suds and Scent and your thing you're doing with Mary. What is the thing you're doing with Mary? Product safety. Product safety. And that's through Positive Ed. It's one of Mary Quindo's summits cool. where she's going to have uh, several speakers over the weekend. Excellent. So if you're interested in that, go look at Mary's site, positiveed.com. I'm really excited about my seminar on that summit because I've wanted to put something together about people are concerned. They are concerned about the safety of our products especially when they learn how unregulated the pet product industry is. And I very much want to point out what's a hazard and what's not and kind of straighten out our perception of our products. And I think that's very needed because there's so much of that what did we call it last? Disinformation. So much disinformation that floats around about some of the stuff and everybody gets scared. People are just uneasy. And I understand that. So I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that. I'm gonna talk about how how we can be more confident. Cool. I like it. Okay, let's take a break and we'll be back with our definition du jour. My cellar water revisited. Thank you. And hi, I'm Lerana Gaskin. Hey, Chris Bear Anthony here. You may know I've been swiveling for years now with my beloved Evolution shears, but I wasn't actually born with a pair of swivel shears in my hands. Check out our website and Facebook page for our library of how-to videos or give me a shout for a personalized guide. Your hands will thank you. Don't forget, GroomPod listeners get $10 off and free shipping with the code GroomPod what are you waiting for? Give them a try today. Sometimes my clients don't like a walking air freshener. When these crazy people request a scent-free option, I go right to show season. I think that everybody should have show season true tearless shampoo and show season hypo conditioner on hand. 
Show Season has formulated true tearless shampoo with alternative surfactants that are less irritating, but still clean very well. And the Hypo Conditioner is one of the best fragrance-free conditioners in the market. And if you guys would like to find some Show Season True Tearless or Hypo Conditioner, go to showseasongrooming.com. And I'm really loving the show season sugar cookie this holiday season. Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin. Tell us about micellar water. Well, I'm revisiting micellar water because I think I kind of brushed it off when I talked about it a few months ago. Uh, you know, micellar water, the promotion of it is just kind of funny because we're so used to knowing that the action of shampoo cleaning is from micelles. And it's like they've just been discovered right. or something. No, it's micellar water. It's not a new discovery, but it's just a new application of surfactants. Well, that's a good way to put it, actually. That really makes it understandable. Yeah, it's a new application, and they just are marketing it as unique. I mean, of course, now it's all over the place. There's dozens of micellar water, and it seems to me that not too long ago, someone was asking, would micellar water be a good option for tear staining or something like that? I'm not so sure that micellar water would cleanse eye boogies real well, although it's not likely to sting the eyes like a shampoo would. Um, it might not be bad, but it's not going to do as good a job as a foaming facial would. However, I have started using micellar water for cleaning the ears. Okay, that's an interesting idea. Because I understand that micellar water uses a surfactant, usually one of the very mild surfactants like glucoside or isothionate, da-da-da, a single very ultra-mild surfactant that forms micelles. The thing about micellar water is that it's formulated to lift and remove uh, makeup. It will lift oils. And that's what you want in the cleaning the outer area of the ear. You want to be able to kind of remove some of that oiliness and waxiness that collects there. So you don't have to use an alcohol. Micellar water is really mild. And it's usually got some ingredients such as hyaluronic acid that are skin moisturizing elements that moisturize and smooth the skin. So I thought, well, why should I be buying these expensive boric acid or salicylic acid or, you know, 
products for ear cleaning, why not just use micellar water on cotton pads and it will freshen that outer ear area, clean it, soften the skin. And I got two bottles. I got Walgreens generic brand micellar water, buy one, get one 50%. So that was like $5 a bottle each, two 16 ounce bottles for 10 bucks and uh, a thing of cotton pads. And I said, this is our new ear cleaning uh, system and we'll only use the Lisa Leedy type stuff when there's a problem. And how's it working? Well, we've just started and so far, so good. Okay. It's going to work. I look for, for my own face. I have a situation where I really don't like to bend over my sink and splash my face with soapy water and stuff. So I've been using micellar water for my own face cleaning and I've got a Garnier Skin Active with Hyaluronic Acid and Aloe Vera. I can just laugh at the aloe because we're sure that there's not enough of that in there to mean anything. But the Hyaluronic Acid is a particularly unique ingredient for moisturizing skin. And I mean, I use hyaluronic acid by itself as a serum on my face a couple of times a day. I just, I have a couple of different bottles of it. I keep some in the bathroom. I keep some here at my desk. I have some in the living room next to the TV and I just moisturize. And it's part of what helps me not look 83 years old, I look just 82. It's true. (laughs) You look less than 83. (laughs) Well, no, hyaluronic acid is one of my favorite skin-friendly, happy skin ingredients. The micelle water. What makes it micelle water? It has to have some surfactant in it. It has a surfactant in it. Okay. That's what I said. It usually is an ultra-mild surfactant. Okay, but it's still just surfactant water. It's still just soapy water. It's got to have something that forms micelles. Okay. And that's what surfactants do. So this one is um, disodium cocoamphodiacetate. That's, and it's at the bottom of their list, but that's a surfactant. That, that ingredient will form micelles. It's also got... Uh, hexylene glycol, which is a humectant, glycerin, a humectant, hyaluronic acid usually shows up on the ingredient list. On the see on the description of it, they'll say with hyaluronic acid on the ingredient list itself, you will see uh, sodium hyaluronate, which is the form of hyaluronic acid, the form it comes in. Um, hyaluronic acid comes in different molecular weights. We know about different molecular weights that the really low weight substances will penetrate skin and hair and the higher molecular weights sit on the surface and just plump up the skin temporarily. 
But hyaluronic acid will retain 500 times its weight. In fact, some statements say a thousand times its weight in water. It really holds moisture in. That's a beauty tip. You just gave us a beauty tip. You know, I'm doing more skin investigation, let's just say, because skin and hair, uh, hair is of the skin. (laughs) Because it's not, they're not that different. Right. Well, when I look at my skin and my hair, they both look kind of (laughs) old. Actually, I love my hair. I love my hair, but it's not the same hair as I had 30 years ago. That's for sure. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I really care for it, and I really don't want to break it up. I want to be good to it because there's not as much of it left anymore. And my skin is kind of not too bad for my age, really. I would agree. I would definitely agree. Thanks, Jean Tucker, for the donation. Thanks, you guys, for being here. And thank you for supporting our sponsors. And we will be back next week on the Groom Pod. And by golly, we'll be pretty close to finished with that holiday stuff. So hooray for that. Thanks for being here. Happy well, grooming. By the time you get it out, yes. we will be finished with the holiday I might get stuff. it out. I might get it out before Christmas, but I'm not going to promise. <laughs> All right. Happy grooming. See you next week. Bye. Take care of yourselves. Manage your stress. Bye. Dreams are nothing more than wishes and a wish is just a dream you wish to come true. Just to have some